Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. I'm in for Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We've got a big show for you today, this Tuesday, October the 29th, which is a very important day in history, as it's right the day right after Monday, October the 28th. All right, lots of sports to get to today. And, of course, our expert handicappers will be in the house, or, well, in the electronic house, so to speak. We'll be talking to Tony Bandwagon Brown, who actually will join me in the studio for some NBA picks. We're going to cover the Timberwolves at the 76ers, the Bucks at the Celtics, and the Clippers at the Jazz. And then Tony L. Tigre Tellers himself will join us for a discussion of some college football. Navy at UConn, K-State at Kansas, and Miami at Florida State. And finally, we'll top it all off with the Duffman. The Duffman cometh, and we will talk NFL football. 49ers at Cardinals, Texans at Jaguars, and the Redskins at Bulls. The Texan game actually is in London, my hometown, so that's not really a home game for anybody. By the way, find us on the web, picksandparlays.net. And although we are broadcasting right now on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network, by the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network, we're also streaming live, video. That's right, you get to see my beautiful mug on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, all you have to do is search picks and parlays. You'll find what you need. I think we have a hashtag parlay radio. Go ahead and put that in or comment on any one of those digital platforms. And our producer, Andrew, will see them and put them up on the screen. I'll do my best to answer the question or read your comment, provided it's not too rude. Notice I said too rude. There is a certain amount of rude that we allow, but not too rude. All right. We're going to have lots of handicappers on talking about the games and giving you free picks. But we have a lot more free picks for you as well. If you really need to find out a pick for a specific game or you just want to browse and peruse all the games, go to our website, picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks. And when you're ready, you can upgrade to our expert picks for even more down-to-the-minute pertinent information to help you with your uh, sports betting Jones. All right, we'll be right back coming up next. NBA with Tony Bandwagon Brown. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also streaming live on iHeartRadio. We're streaming on TuneIn and live streaming video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All you have to do is search Parlay Radio. You'll find it, or you can hashtag Parlay Radio, and we will do our best to bring your comment in on the show. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, unsurprisingly. It's at Nick Gieber. want to make it easy for you. Anyway, let's get to some NBA. I'm joined in studio by our very own resident and expert handicapper, Tony Bandwagon Brown, to talk about some NBA. Tony, are you ready to go? Let's do it, Nick. All right, let's start with Timberwolves at 76ers. The Wolves, are, something's going to happen, by the way, at the end of this game. Somebody's O got to go. Somebody's O's got to go. That's, you beat me to it. Oh, right. Stop that. You're not <laughs> supposed to take my lines. Uh, Timberwolves, 3-0. They're 2-0-1 against the spread. The 76ers are 3-0, 2-1 against the spread. Minnesota coming off a 116-109 win against Miami on Sunday. Uh, Philly beating Atlanta 105-103 on Monday. Uh, Minnesota are 5-0 against the spread the last five road games, and they're 0-5 straight up 
against Philly. That's an interesting statistic. Philly, a 5-1 and one against the spread at home. Uh, what do you have for this one in terms of points, and, and what do you see on this one? Yeah, and this one, I mean, it's so early in the season, you want to kind of throw the stats out the window. 5-0, and oh, but that dates back to last season. Everyone's got new free agents. The teams have been rebuilt a little bit. So you just kind of want to go on the eye test at this point, and you got to go Philly. Uh, I was here last week, and I told you Philly would have an open it, dominant win, and they sure did that. And someone's all got to go. I think the home team gets the home court advantage, and I like Philly's defense a little bit better. Uh, they got Embiid inside, so it's going to be hard for Minnesota to get in there and score. They're going to have to shoot a lot from the perimeter. That's not their strength, and uh, I look for Philly to pick up another big home win. All right, so interestingly, that will make it 0-6 straight up. <laughs> uh, that'll make it 0-6 uh, straight up for Minnesota, right, against Philly if Philly win. So it'll be interesting to see. They're going to continue with the statistics. Do you have points on this one? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think we got Philly minus just five at the house on this one. So a couple buckets. They were only minus six last week at home. So just a few buckets. They win it late at the end, playing the free throw game. And like I said, I, they forced Minnesota into to a perimeter game with MB blocking the inside. Mm -hmm. And that's not what Minnesota wants to do. All right. Uh, you, you heard it right there from our resident expert. Bandwagon says... Gives you the points, Philly, right? What do you say? Minus? Minus six. Minus six. My okay. memory's bad. I'm old. You'll excuse me. All right. No worries. Next time, next up, it's the LA Clippers at the Utah Jazz. The Clippers are three and one, two and two against the spread. The Jazz, three and one, but one and three against the spread. Well, with the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard has topped 20 points in all four games, including two 30-point efforts. That's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, they're coming off a 111-96 home win over the Hornets. Utah, however allowing an average of 91.5 points. They just eked out a 96-95 to road win over the Suns on Monday. But Bogdanovich with 29 points. The Jazz have won five of the seven pass meetings. Break it down for me, bandwagon. Yeah, I like the Clippers in the easy one. This may be one of the easier games of the night. Uh, my big players, you want to go heavy on this one with the Clippers. Second night of a back-to-back -back for Utah and... Um, the Clippers, they look great. The one loss that they had to the Suns, I think it was an overlook. They had to play the Lakers in the first game. That was the big game of the season. They totally dominated them. They lost to the Clippers, and then they followed it up with another big win. I think the Clippers are going to be the Western Conference representative championships this year, and uh, I don't think they have no problem with a Utah that might be fatigued by the time the fourth quarter mm -hmm. comes and the Kipper. Clippers pull away and get the win and cover easy at the end for this one. So the Clippers go almost all the way, but do they take it over the finish line this season? No, not this year. They run up against an amazing Lakers team, and they fall just a bit short. I think that loss in game one was the anomaly. I think the Lakers beat them the rest of the season, and that'll be the norm. And how far do you see the Lakers going this season? All the way to the championship. I see the Lakers winning it in six or seven over anybody in the East. The Western Conference dominant over the East this year is... It's head and shoulders. I only see two really good teams in the East. You still have Milwaukee with Okatempo in them. And, I mean, you may give a slight edge to Philly. They were just one game away. But right. Toronto losing their big star and Boston trading away all their players, it looks like a two-man race in the East, and neither one of them can beat the Lakers in the West. Well, Count Trapula himself, El Huapo Craig Trapp, tells us. Uh, he thinks, he says the uh, Clippers are the real L.A. team from now on, and he wants to tell them Tony with the Sixers roll tonight. Uh, interesting stuff from uh, Craig. Clippers of Jazz. There you have it from our expert, uh, Tony Bandwagon Brown. Bucks Celtics <laughs> up next. Bucks two and one, two and one against the spread. The Celtics two and one, two and one against the spread as well. 
The Celtics are looking for some payback after the Bucks knocked them out of the Eastern Conference playoffs last season. Kemba Walker, uh, let's see, hit seven of 12 three-pointers on Saturday. That's, that's great. That's a great ratio. While Jalen Brown averaging 22 points in the last two games. Uh, the Bucks just split a two-game homestand with a 129-112 win over Cleveland on Monday. Take it away, bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, the win over Cleveland, you can throw that out. You look like Cleveland's going to be another basement team this year at the bottom of the NBA. I mean, you only can play who's on your schedule, so, you you know, they played them. But Boston's a shell of themselves. We talked about this on the last show. Losing Kyrie Irving isn't yeah. like just losing any player. Kyrie Irving is one of the greats, probably a surefire Hall of Famer. And getting Kimber Walker is a filler. It's not a substitute. It's not a great replacement. It's just a filler. Seven out of 12 three-pointers, that's an amazing night. But if you're looking for Kimber to go over 50% every night from the three-point line, you're in trouble, and that's not even the uh, makeup of their game. So I don't think Boston gets it done. I think Milwaukee shows why they were just a shot. I don't even call them a game away, why they were just a shot away from the Eastern Conference Finals. They show why Tempo was the MVP candidate last year, and I think they get this one done against the Celtics team for sure. All right, Tony. So we. Uh, oh, by the way, the points on this one. What's what's the bet on this one? The Bucks Celtics. The points on this was only two. It's a two-point oh. game for okay. the uh, Celtics just because they're the home team, and uh, we're going right. to go with the uh, Bucks as a dog. All right, like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, early days, early season, uh, as we say in the soccer world, it's early doors, but it's early season in the NBA. What are your thoughts as we're, what, three, four, five games in, some of these te- some of these clubs? Uh, to be honest with you, I like Atlanta early. They picked up some really, really good pieces in the draft to go along with the pieces that they have this year. So everyone wants to build a so-called super team and have a big three. I think with Trey Young and uh, DeAndre Hunter, and then they get your boy Cam Reddish out of Duke. That's about as, you know I mean, good as a young mm-hmm. core as you can get. And I think Atlanta's going to give a lot of people trouble this year, as they have, to start. And uh, I think Golden State's in trouble. Golden State was built on being a super team. Clay is, you know, getting Steph Curry a lot of these open shots. Kevin Durant being one of the best players on the planet. You couldn't double team over there. They could pass the ball. They're doing everything now. They're just average at best, and they've been taking some big beatings. So I see Golden State missing the playoffs totally. What is that? I mean, injuries, obviously, right? But, but, but why else? I mean, really, what's, what's going on there? Chemistry, I mean, <coughs> chemistry, and uh, also just the way that you can play these games. I mean, with Kevin Durant on the floor, he's getting one-on-one. He's getting double-teamed, so you're leaving wide-open shots for some of the best mm-hmm. shooters on the planet. When none of this happened, these guys are getting guarded one-on-one, and they're just average at best. And I don't mean to come down on them, but Michael Jordan, some of you guys consider him the greatest player ever. He came out publicly and said Steph Curry is in the Hall of Famer. So I always thought they were overrated, and now it's starting to show a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. Bandwagon, a little controversy from ah, you there. Man. Good stuff. I like it. <laughs> All right. Or oh, controversy, depending yes, on how sir. you want yes, to call sir. it. All right, well, if you want loads more of Bandwagon's picks, you can find him. You can find him at picksandparlays.net. He's got lots of free picks for you in the NBA, as do we in general. But if you want college football, you want NHL, you want NFL, you want whatever sport you want, we have it. Picksandparlays.net. Free picks galore for you. And when you're ready, you can kick it up a knot with our expert picks. Now, we're into NBA season. We have a special for you from now until the 31st, the Halloween night. We have an NBA tip-off special, $100 off, $5.99 for one capper, 
$2.99 for seven kappas, uh, seven kappas, $7.99 for two kappas. I'm sorry, Craig. I'm no, I'm not need to do that. $7.99 for two kappas all the way through the playoffs. That's right. We're talking our expert picks, expert analysis, that extra edge you're going to get. Again, our NBA special, $100 off, $5.99 for one kappa, $7.99 for two kappas. Go online, take advantage of this. It ends on the 31st. All right, we're going to go. When we come back, we're going to have a little college football with El Tigre himself, Tony Tellez. Stay with us here on Picks and Parlays. All right, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We're coming to you live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, American Forces, iHeart, TuneIn, and we're also streaming video live on YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, Facebook. Look, if you're watching us on YouTube, do yourself a favor. You want to subscribe and hit the notification button on the top there. That way you'll be notified every time we post a new video. And we post a lot of videos on our YouTube page with lots of free picks because we know that's what you love. All right, well, speaking of free picks, we're going to talk a little college football, joined on the guest line by our resident expert handicapper, El Tigre himself, Tony Tellez. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here, Nick. Uh, looking forward to some talking college football with you here as we're already into week 10. And of course, uh, we're getting into November, so the games get bigger and bigger uh, now as we, as we get closer to the end of the regular season. Yeah, it's incredible. The uh, end of the regular season is in sight, if you can believe that. And uh, look, I think we should do away with all the games we've picked. And let's just talk about the greatest team ever in the history of college football, the UCLA Bruins. Are you ready? Yeah, well, you got to give tip your cap to UCLA. Showing some improvement on the field here. They got a game against Colorado. We'll see if they can keep that momentum going. Remember last year, uh, they played well down the stretch, struggled early. But, you know, you, maybe they're getting ready for that USC game later in the, later in the month. Yes, yes. Easily beat the spoiled children. No problem. All right, look, Tony, let's get to it. K-State at Kansas. Let's talk about the Wildcats against the Jayhawks. K-State 5-2, five 5-2 and two, five and two against the spread. Lots of momentum, though, after that big, big win against Oklahoma. What was that? They put up 48 points against the Sooners. Uh, the Jayhawks 3-5, and 4-4 four and four against the spread. They also have the Mo on their team. They've also signed momentum for this one uh, after they had a big surprise 37-34 win over Texas Tech. Um, the total has gone under in four of Kansas State's last six games. Tony, what do you see on this one? I want to look here at taking the underdog, home dog here at Kansas plus six. The total sets at 55, but Kansas has made a change to their offense since that game against Texas. They've become more of an up-tempo team. And uh, for that, uh, they've, they've been playing better offensively, coming off a nice win at home to Texas Tech, 37-34 as an underdog. And they move the football from 527 yards and their quarterback, Carter Stanley, 415 yards passing, 26-37, three touchdowns. He had 11 yards per pass attempt, which is a huge improvement under this new offense. Now on the season, Stanley, 19 touchdowns, five picks. You know, the Jayhawks have covered three straight overall and their past three meetings with the Wildcats. Now, you did talk about the momentum uh, with uh, Kansas State. But you know, in college football, these kids, some, sometimes they suffer a letdown when they run on the field, storm the field, big win. I can see that happening here. Uh, of course, uh, the game did turn around on an Oklahoma turnover, uh, kind of a fluky play that uh, gave the uh, Wildcats momentum in that win. But I'm not a little concerned here about Skylar Thompson, not a very consistent quarterback. Their offense is struggling again. This game for Kansas State is on the road. They beat Oklahoma at home, Nick. Okay. They beat Oklahoma at home. Put up 48 points against them. That was a surprise, wasn't it? 
Oh, it was the biggest surprise. It was a big, a big, big underdog performance. And when you see a team like Kansas State with inconsistent offense and a quarterback who completes 47% of his passes on the road, uh, you don't, you don't really want to, you can't really trust them laying points on the road in this spot, especially, you know, Les Miles is now the head coach for Kansas. He had a really good career with LSU. He came out of semi-retirement, you would say, to take this job. People scratch their heads. You know, he's coming to Kansas, but he's turned around the team. It's, 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 it's performing better. It's, I think the culture is there. They did find the offense that's right for their system. And, and uh, again, I, I like them in this spot. All right, let's move along, shall we? Navy at UConn, this one an AAC matchup. The Navy 6-1, and 5-2 and two against the spread. Coming off a close win against Tulane. UConn 2-6, 4-4 and six, four and four against the spread. One on the road. 56 to 35 uh, against UMass. I think this is uh, Navy minus 26 and a half with points at 52. Is that where it still is, Tony? Yeah, it actually ticked up a little bit to Navy 27 and a half. The total up to the 55 here. But uh, you know what? I'm still going to lay the points with Navy. You know, UConn is a, is a bottom tier team. Uh, they faced UMass last week. Uh, someone had to win. Uh, those were two bad teams. If you watched any of the highlights of that game, it looked like each defense was playing touch football, yeah. just terrible tackling. And that's what, that's what UConn is. It's just a bad defensive team. You know, when you look at the Huskies against the good running teams they faced, uh, it's been poor results. USF uh, uh, was able to run for 313 yards. It was a 26-point loss. And, of course, uh, we saw T- Tulane, 311 yards in that one. Uh, again, over 7.5 yards a carry. Uh, even US, UCF had a big run. They're not a passing team, but UCF ran the ball for nearly seven yards on them. And the thing is, what I've noticed here with UConn is when you have high volume of rush attempts, that's when they start to fade. And, uh, of course, this is a Navy team that averages uh, nearly 60 rushes a game. And I just think this UConn uh, rush defense is just going to struggle in this game because they're not very good. And, uh, again, uh, I, like, I like the Navy team here laying the points with this triple option offense. It's averaging nearly six yards a carry on the ground. All right, well, the midshipmen are 8-2-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 games overall. Uh, the over is 4-1 and one in the midshipmen's last five games overall. Uh, the Huskies 1-5 against the spread in their last six Friday games. I mean, I love these statistics, by the way. And it's on a Friday when it's a full moon uh, and, there's big, and there's big traffic on the freeway. You know, then there are 7-2. I mean, these are great statistics. You can cunt, crunch these any way you want. Uh, all right, uh, you have it there from uh, LT Gray himself. Let's move along. One more game, Miami at Florida State. Uh, Miami 4-4, four 4-4 and four, four and four against the spread, coming off a win at Pittsburgh Panthers, 16-12. Uh, to 12. And Kosey Perry really, really struggled on that one. Uh, Florida 4-4, four 3-4-1 four, four against the spread, most recently beating Syracuse 35-17. to 17. The Canes are 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 road games. That is an interesting statistic. And uh, the Florida State, minus 4.5, 49.5 total points. By the way, Allie Burns says she loves those academies. Go Navy. What? Go Army, Allie. What are you talking about? All right, uh, Tony, take it away. Miami of Florida State. Yeah, we've seen some play to the under here in this one. I like the under total of uh, 46.5. Uh, shop around that number could be higher in some locations. Um, Florida State, they've played under in five straight. Head-to-head, the results have been under in seven of their past eight meetings. And, uh, you know, it's a lot to like with this Miami defense, but very little like for them offensively. As you said, Miami's really had trouble finding accuracy at the quarterback position, not just this year, but the past several seasons. And it forced their coach from last year to, to, to resign. It was just frustrating that this Miami yeah. team just could not move the football. And what's, other, what's also frustrating is they're, they're only running for three yards, 3.3 yards a carry their past three games, scoring 20 points. You know, Nicosi Perry really struggled in his freshman year. He showed a little promise when he came in relief this year, but still not getting the job ju- done, just completing 41% of his passes. So, 
you know, they may look to freshman Jaron Williams in this uh, in this one, but it may be a tough task here to put a freshman here against Florida State's defense because they're fast, and uh, he's going to have to be really, really accurate against a really fast defense of Florida State. But then on the other side, Florida State's also struggling for offense. You know, against the better ACC teams, only 20 points at Wake Forest, 14 at Clemson. But I believe that this will be one of those games where the defenses will, will, will take hold here, and I like it under. You like it under. Well, the under is 5-0 and in the Seminoles' last five games overall, and it's also 4-0-1 and in the Hurricanes' last five games in November. When it's a full moon and the weather is mediocre, the traffic's not so great, and the television's playing reruns. I think that's the statistic we want to look for. All right, uh, Tony, thank you. That's your college football picks from Tony El Tigre Tellez. If you want more, you can find loads more free picks from Tony on our website at picksandparlays.net, and also his expert picks. Be sure to take advantage of them while you can. Again, give your sports betting the extra edge, because after all, Tony, isn't it all about getting that extra edge? Absolutely, getting that extra edge. More knowledge is power to beat that bookmaker. So you check out picksandparlays.net. A lot of good content there. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, quickly, we've got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little World Series Game 6. I'm absolutely fascinated by this World Series, by the way. Uh, first of all, it's the World Series the M that Major League Baseball didn't want. I mean, this is not the one they wanted, especially when you have the Yankees and the Dodgers in the semifinals. I mean, this is what they're looking for, right? But they didn't get it. Uh, but this is really exciting because if... Uh, Washington can win, and again, this is this is uh, uh, in Houston, all right. But if the Nationals can win, this will be the first time in World Series history that the road team has won every single game up to Game Six. It'll force a juicy, mouth-watering Game Seven with um, uh, uh, who will we have there? We'll have uh, Max Scherzer, who's uh, had his neck injury dealt with against uh, Zach Grinke, make an incredible Game Seven. Of course, we've got to get through Game Six. It's going to be Strasburg against Verlander. Uh, this is a, this. I mean, this is really why we watch the World Series for this sort of excitement, isn't it? No, oh, it's very exciting here, and of course, the Nationals. Uh, I like the National side here, plus the 160 here behind Strasburg. You know, when you look at Washington, they're 4-0 in Strasburg's four playoff starts. Verlander has not been himself. He's given up a lot of home runs, a lot of runs in the postseason. And uh, one thing to note: remember, the Nationals has faced elimination twice this year. They beat Milwaukee with that big comeback in the eighth inning against uh, the Brewers. They came back in that memorable game five in the NLDS against the Dodgers. So, Nick, the Nationals have been up against the wall and they've been able to fight through and get victories in elimination games. And I think they'll be able to get through again here and force that game seven. And right now the money line's what, plus 160 on the Nationals? Is that right? Plus 160 on the Nationals. Wow, that, that, is, I mean, that is a really juicy bet. I mean, <laughs> you really have to take that. There's just something about this national team. And look, and national team, and look th they may crap out. I mean, it's nice to see Soto coming alive for them, too. They need him. Uh, but there's just something about this team. I just think this story hasn't been written yet. And it's not that I have any particular beef as a fan with the Astros. I mean, I'm a fan of neither. I'm a Dodgers fan. But... Um, uh, it's been a terrific World Series. I mean, it really has. And from a betting perspective, I think, uh, I think a lot of the punters out there, there's some people made a lot of money on this, on this World Series, some people that uh, have some real good foresight into what's going to happen. But again, you're going to get all that information right here on the show, picksandparlays.net. Let us arm you with all the ammunition you need to become a successful sports better. Again, whatever you do, do it responsibly, though, folks. Keep control of yourself, right? Picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks. And of course, just like our expert handicapper, Tony the Tiger, Tony El Tigre, tell us who's with us, been with us this, uh, this segment. You can find all of his free picks and his expert picks at the site, 
picksandparlays.net. All right, coming up, the Duff Man cometh, Joe Duffy with NFL Football. I'll be right back with Joe right after this. And you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on iHeart, TuneIn. Of course, we're broadcasting on the American Forces Network. And we are live with live video. Best show you're going to see on your TV, your computer, your phone, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us there, and if you'd like to make a comment, we'll try to put it up on the screen and mention you. So join us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. By the way, my Twitter handle is at Nick Gieber. Just to make it really difficult for you, I thought I'd come up with something, well, pretty simple. At Nick Gieber is my Twitter handle. Okay, well, I promised that the Duff man was coming, and he joins us on the show right now, Joe Duffy. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. we got a lot of NFL to talk about today, and some really nice matchups coming up this weekend, including the Niners in action at the Cardinals. Do you want to start with that one? I certainly do, jolly old Saint Nick. Um, this one, of course, is the Thursday night game. Uh, favorites dominate short weeks, and it kind of, you know, makes sense because you're talking about when both teams are unrested, the team with more depth, not surprisingly, does quite well. And uh, we have a system that says favorites in short weeks, 102 and 54. That, of course, would benefit the 49ers. Yeah. And another, you know, similar one, it's not completely overlapping, but it uh, helps to be red hot heading into the short week. So a short week momentum angle is 34, 14, and two. But jolly old St. Nick, it doesn't necessarily mean that the 49ers are the obvious play because remember, although college football, we talk about that. I say that's a good momentum sport, not uh, the NFL. That's a lot more of a regression to the mean. And again, when you think about it, we're playing at the highest level. You don't get to the NFL without having the ability to bounce back. And, of course, the public likes to overreact. And with the public betting the NFL more than any other sport, you're going to see them. They prefer to bet hot teams. They prefer to bet favorites. So the yeah. much worse against the spread team, based on the sweat barometer, the so-called margin of cover is a very good play, 292, 208, and 8. And uh, that would favor Arizona. What's a little bit more surprising, the less rested defense in terms of plays for the entire season, how many plays they've been on the field uh, when there's a big gap. It actually benefits the less rested defense, although you might say, you know, the defense that's more tested, uh, you know, it's had a little bit more baptism by fire, so to speak. That would benefit Arizona. It's 104 or 146, 105, and uh, 3. And, um, you know, uh, Tony, I'm so used to being on Tony T. Nick. Um, I, I said that most of my systems are counterintuitive. There's this one intuitive system that really stands out, though, in the NFL and college football, and it makes perfect sense. When you have a high point spread, generally if it's a low total, you go with the underdog. If it's a high total, you do go with the favorite. Of course, this at only 43 would say go with the underdog, and you have big dogs in games that are expected to be low scoring, hitting in a 58.2% play. So it's not that overwhelming, but uh, most of my uh, my better systems do say to go with San Francisco. I just don't think Arizona on the short week is going to do very well. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, the Niners are 7-0, and 5-2 against the spread. They, they routed Carolina 51-13. to I mean, so, yeah, I mean, but they're 7-0, and right? So their last game would have been, would have been a win. Uh, the Cardinals, 3-4-1, 5-3 against the spread. They lost to the Saints 31-9. They also lost... 
Chase Edmonds, the running back. They potentially lost linebacker Cassius Marsh. But here is a statistic that I love, and I'm not sure how you put this into your system, uh, Duffer, but I'm going to tell you that the Cards have won eight straight versus the Niners. That's the longest winning streak in, in the NFL in NFL history against a division opponent. That is fascinating, but it does probably end this Thursday. I definitely think so. You know, and keep in mind that San Francisco certainly has had some teams that were inferior. And as much as Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, people like to debate how good he actually is. But the 49ers record with him compared to without him, when he's healthy, they are a tremendous team. The guy just finds a way to win. Um, you know, what I quote, and that's where I draw a distinction between systems and trends. Trends are yeah. team-specific and can be, you know, a little bit less data. I don't put that much stock in trends, but systems, I definitely do. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, you know, I think the mark of an ex exceptional team athlete, I don't care what sport it is, is if the team is always better with them than without them and if they elevate the game of the people around them. Uh, and, and I certainly think Jimmy Garoppolo does that at the 49ers. Yeah, no question. I mean, I don't know the NFL. I don't think they really have the wins over replacement type statistic, but I'm about winning. And again, I'm not one of these guys that loves quarterbacks that can whip the ball down the field that have the strongest arms. I like guys that get the ball to their playmakers that don't make mistakes. And Jimmy has done that. He's been able to will them uh, to victory. And, you know, granted, you know, maybe because he's not an explosive quarterback. And like I said, it's going to be a pretty low total. The points are tougher to come by. You might be slightly more hesitant to lay the big number. But yeah, because it is a short week, I do think that San Francisco's depth and historically, like I said, the teams with more depth do do very well on the uh, short weeks. All right, let's move along, shall we? The Texans at the Jaguars. Now, this is not actually Texans at Jaguars. This is Texans versus Jaguars because this one is at Lum is in London at uh, Wembley. So I believe it's going to be played on turf because I think they play on turf on Wembley. They played grass at Tottenham Stadium. So um, that's uh, I'm not sure how that factors into it. But the Texans are five five and three, four and four against the spread. They beat the Raiders 27-24 on Sunday with Deshaun Watson passing for 279 yards and three touchdowns. But they did lose J.J. Watt for the season. That's going to be a very big loss. The Jags, four and four, three and three, five and, pardon me, four and four. They're five and three against the spread. A 29-15 win over the Jets. Uh, Gardner Minshew threw for 279 yards and three touchdowns. By the way, the big question for me on this one, Joe, is with Nick Foles getting ready to come back, does he get the job? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Yeah, and that's going to be determined over the next uh, couple weeks, to say the least. Look, I like Gar Gardner Minshew because basically what I said before, I'm not a big fan necessarily of guys that have these rocket arms and then can't hit the ocean from a pier, you know, the, the Matt Stafford's of the world, Jay Cutler, you know, Jeff George, guys like that. Minshew keeps plays alive with his legs, but, you know, talk about a guy that uh, just finds a way to win. Certainly in Philadelphia, Nick Foles has really fit into that category. That's, that's to be determined. Um, I do think that, Minshew, because he's the younger player, it's probably his job uh, to win. And, uh, yeah, what a great thrill previewing a London game with my favorite Brit of all yeah. time. At least my favorite, you know, Brit born there. I do have yeah. a, a friend who's uh, from London, born, born and raised in London. Yeah, so there, uh, there yes. you go. although I will say uh, I left the UK a long time ago uh, when there was still the old Wembley there, not the new Wembley. This new Wembley was a boondoggle of a stadium built by an Australian company for the billions, billions of dollars. And uh, all sorts of problems, of course, ran way over schedule, created all sorts of problems for all the big events they were supposed to have there. But it is there now. It's a nice stadium. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, by the way, nicer. All right, uh, let's move along. Next game 
Redskins. By the way, I didn't get your pick for this one, did we? I think this yeah, was, uh, what, with... Houston minus two and a half with total 47? Yes. Well, I, I do have, I do have uh, Houston. I did see a one and a half out there, but uh, if you're insisting it's, it's two and a half, we'll, we'll lay the two and a half. That's okay, lay the two and a half on Houston. All right, Redskins are Bills. The Redskins, one and seven. They're three and five against the spread. The Skins, one and three on the road. Not so hot. Most recently, a 19-19 loss to Minnesota. Basically, the Redskins' offense just sucks. I don't know what to say. They're averaging a massive, uh, what, uh, 12.4 points per game. I uh, wouldn't really bet on them doing much anything, and that's probably why they're one and seven. The Bills are five and two, four and three against the spread. Uh, Bills, maybe, do you think they've been a surprise package this season, Duffer? I mean, I, I certainly do. Um, they did lose their last game, though, 31 to 13 to the Eagles. Uh, this one, we've got the Bills minus nine and a half with a total of 37. I don't know if that's changed, but when I locked this in, that's what it was at. Uh, where are we on this? Yes, uh, nine and a half and 37. Not only did they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, but while this isn't necessarily my, my best year that I've had overall yet in my 31 years in the business, as far as big plays, my games of the year, it's been fantastic. Philadelphia was my interconference uh, game of the year is released right on picksandparlays.net. And of course, that was on the heels of hitting my uh, college football total of the year. And then last night, sweated out my Monday night game of the year on uh, Miami. Yeah, Buffalo's been overachieving. And a lot of people that have been with me for years, they might think I'm going to go with Washington because, like I said, NFL number one regression of the mean. I do think Buffalo's been playing a bit above their heads, but not necessarily um, here. You know, I do have some conflicting stuff again. Teams hitting the road off of. Horrific back-to-back offensive efforts are a very good play, though. 25-5-1, that would say to favor Washington. Also favoring uh, betting on ice-cold teams, 164-108-2, and two, that would favor Washington. Now, and, you know, I don't know how much time, time we have if I start rambling, but despite being 83-191 and 191 straight up, one of the biggest myths I keep hearing is to bet on the team you think is going to win uh, straight up because they're the one that's usually going to cover. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, it's inductive reasoning as opposed to deductive reasoning. But uh, the Bills are 3-0 and straight up on the road, 2-2 two and two at home, uh, laying 10 points at home despite the road team 5-2 and two straight up in their games. But that sets up one of my famous anti-splits angles that would favor them, 99-67-3. and three. Um, You know, look, Haskins or Keenum, I saw one source said Haskins. The truth is if Keenum is ready to come back, he is going to be the starting quarterback for Washington. But this game, yeah, short-term, Keenum is the better answer. I think they got to see what Haskins has. But, uh, you know, I'd actually like Washington more if Keenum does start in this game than Haskins. But, you know, still teams with a winning percentage of 700 above and often losses a home favorite do bounce back very well, 72 50, and 57. I'm going to take Lavia points here and go with Buffalo. All right, and then the final question I have for you on this particular, on the NFL, is what is a guy in Atlanta doing wearing a Dallas Cowboys outfit? Well, even worse than that, uh, you sit down for this one, Nick. I grew up in South Jersey, outside of Philadelphia. I've been asked that question. In fact, the last person to ask me the question was the guy who gave me the nickname of Duffman. Like, how did that happen? I don't really know. I'm not all that uh, sure, but, you know, I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan, and it wasn't easy Growing up outside of Philadelphia at the bus stop, I took a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. I went to college outside of Pittsburgh, took a little bit of grief there. It's not very easy, but I've been with them when they were 1-15 back in 89, I think it was. I, I watched any game that was on TV. 
Um, I don't know. I've taken a lot of oh, abuse. I don't, I don't know. Really I don't know, it. Duffer. I think that we're going to have to change your name to Bandwagon instead of Tony. <laughs> no, no. The teams that I root, trust me, the teams that I root for uh, very rarely win championships. So I'm anything but a bandwagon guy. I'm a New York Rangers fan, a Phillies fan, and a six. I root for half of the Philadelphia teams, the Sixers and the uh, Phillies. And All right, very quickly. Duffer, very quickly. Uh, we got just like, like a minute. We got this World Series game six today, 5 p.m. Eastern, yeah. uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 on the East. Um, just give me a minute. I love this game. Where do you see this going? Are the Nationals going to force a game seven or what? Yeah, it's one of those where probably the smart thing to do would be to take the juice to go with, with the underdog, and they probably will force a game seven. It's a game that I did not pick the side or total at picksandparlays.net. I didn't, you know, I just I had too much conflicting information. I think it's going to be a better game to watch than it is going to be to handicap. Yeah. But I honestly, from a betting standpoint, you know, whenever in doubt, if you want to bet some lunch money, take the underdog. But yeah, it should be a great game to watch. And one of those games, that no need to no need to bet on it. Just watch the game. All right. Uh, the Duff Man cometh and the Duff Man goeth. It's time, for, unfortunately, for him uh, to go because we're just about done with this segment. However, don't worry, folks. If you can't get enough of the Duff Man, you can find him at picksandparlays.net. Free picks from Joe Duffy plus his expert picks when you're ready to kick it up a notch and get that extra information because knowledge is king, particularly in sports betting. Arm yourself with some of the best handicappers in the business, and certainly Joe Duffy is exactly that. You can find him at picksandparlays.net. All right, coming up next, a recap of today's picks, just in case you've missed any of them. You may want to grab a pencil and pen. We're going to be back in three minutes. A great time to use the loo, the bog, the facilities, whatever you want to say. Be back here in three. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a reminder, we're with you here each and every weekday. That is Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, American Forces, Tune in, and, of course, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can search us there. Just put in the search Parlays Radio or Picks and Parlays or me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. Love to hear from you. Uh, by the way, if you like the beautiful game, don't forget to tune in to my show on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time for Fifth Street Soccer. In the meantime, we gave a load of picks for you during this show. Let's recap them. Hope you got that pen and paper handy. Here we go. Starting off with Tony Bandwagon Brown with some NBA. Timberwolves at 76ers. We said take the 76ers minus 6.5. Bucks at Celtics. He said take Bucks minus 3.5. And Clippers at Jazz, take the Clips, plus two and a half. Moving along to El Tigre, Tony Tellers' is college football picks. Navy at UConn, take Navy, minus 27 and a half. Kansas State at Kansas, take Kansas, plus six. And Miami at FSU, uh, take the under 46 and a half. Then we had the Duffman and some NFL, 49ers at Cardinals. He said, take the Niners, minus nine and a half. Texans at Jaguars, take the Texans plus minus one and a half. Excuse me. Again, that match in London, that game in London. Uh, Redskins at Bills. Take the Bills minus nine and a half. Those are our picks that we gave you today. Of course, we certainly hope that you enjoyed the show. And we especially hope that you will make us a regular part of your week. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. We give you the best picks in the biz. If you missed this show, 
you'll find it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or the podcast immediately following at the Believe Network. And don't forget, lots of free picks on the website, picksandparlays.net. And our NBA special, $100 off. You get $5.99 for one expert capper, $7.99 for two. These are our expert picks from now until the end of the NBA season. Can't beat that. All right, till tomorrow. Have a great night. Enjoy the baseball game. Speak to you then. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.